What's good, Bills Mafia? Welcome to the Sideline to Sideline Bills podcast. I am your host, Brandon Sturmer, with my co-hosts, Fred Kilmartin and Keanu Valentine. How are you guys doing today? Me, I'm doing great. You know, uh, we're finally going to get this Tennessee game in, it looks like. I know the NFL has been fighting a little bit of the corona, but it seems like uh, everything's turning around. I know they made some adjusted adjustments in the schedule. So it looks like we're actually going to get to see the Bills play on Tuesday night football. Yeah, dude, how weird was that? Sunday, no Bills football? Oh, man, that was terrible. Look, I'm so excited to watch these guys go, man. I'm so excited to watch these Bills play. You know, in the uh, in the words of The Rock, finally, we get to play a ball game here. You know, I- I'm excited about it. I'm ready for the Bills to go into Tennessee. It was Isaiah McKenzie who had posted a short while ago that day had landed in Nashville. Josh Allen gave about his uh, 76 thumbs up that he normally gives to anybody who's looking. Uh, <laughs> I would say that I'm very interested in this upcoming game. The Bills are 4-0. The Titans are 3-0. and uh, Two of the three teams that are undefeated in the AFC right now, I am uh, curious to see what what you guys think on this upcoming game, matchups, et cetera, Keanu? Well, I mean, there are a couple matchups on our side that I am so excited to talk about, man. The Titans secondary is decimated. No Adoree Jackson, no Christian Fulton. You're talking about a seventh-round rookie and Chris Jackson going up against Cole Beasley. Oh, man, we're going to eat. We're going to eat. If there was any week to do it, Josh needs to cook today, but Tuesday. So weird saying that. You want to know what's funny is that people aren't noticing is that this Tennessee Titans team, they are 3-0, and but they won three games with a combined score of six points. So, and coming into this, Bills, they are banged up. And I'm telling you, McDermott had this team focused and, and looking to looking ahead at Tennessee, and then we're looking at the, the Chiefs. He had them preparing for both teams. I got a feeling that these guys are going to come down and they're going to play. I want to see, finally, an opportunity for this Bills team to get this running game going. Last week against the Raiders, uh, Singletary was averaging uh, 3.1 yards per carry. He had one touchdown, 18 to 55. But the Titans are giving up yards. They're giving up tons of yards. If, if any time... Uh, the Bills are going to face a team that's vulnerable to the running. This is the team. This is the team where we got to put 100 and 150 yards on the ground against these guys. So, I mean, I know they're banged up, but this is an opportunity for the Bills to go down there and can just continue doing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued by the Stephon Diggs-Malcolm Butler matchup. And Malcolm Butler is considered their number one corner. But – he got taken to school two weeks ago. I guess I guess it would be now for them. Uh, gave up seven grabs, over a hundred yards, and a touchdown. I can only imagine what Diggs is going to do to him. And Butler is is a pretty good corner in my opinion. But I look at what the Bills have been able to do against the Titans we're in the past two meetings against them we've played them in 2019 and 2018 they won both games both games were close they held Derrick Henry to I want to say it was 58 yards 
Actually, it was the 2000. The last time we played them was 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017, and 2019. And every time we play this team, it's always a close game. The last time we played them was 14 to 7. And in 2017, it was actually 13 to 12. Led See, by it shows Taylor. What, what I had for Henry was last year, we had held him to 78 yards on 20 carries. Uh, I, I look for them to try to do a, a similar game plan. The only issue is that the Bills are giving up some rushing yards, which they were not doing last year. Uh, you know, a, a concern there for me in the passing game, I'm not overly concerned with Tannehill, uh, but is Trey going to play? He hasn't practiced all week. Uh, I haven't heard anything if he's going to or if he's not. Keanu, have you heard, heard anything on, on Trey White or Fred or any, you know, have you guys heard anything on him? Not a word yet that I've heard, at least. What I've been hearing is that he is questionable. You have several players right now on the Bills team that are questionable. Uh, they are limited in practice. The only one that I do know, do know that is definitely out res of right now is Matt Milano. Matt Milano is definitely listed as out for this game. But the other ones are questionable. But I, if I have to guess, I, I had a feeling these guys are going to end up playing. And to touch on the base uh, on your your running game, last week the Bills held Jacobs down to 48 yards, and he only had 3.2 yards per carry. So right. if we can actually control Derrick Henry, I think we have a chance because they, they're, uh, Tannehill is not going to want to stay in that pocket and throw against his defense. There's no way. He's not going to want to stand in there. But you got to look at Derrick Henry. I mean, he is a beast, and he is part of their game plan when it comes in there. But I think the Bills, in the first couple games, we've given up way too much yards. I mean, I think we were giving up like 4.4 yards per carry and 101 yards per game. But they settled in last week, and it was nice to see that, they, like I said, Jacobs is a unique running back, and the Bills were able to corral him and keep him limited and those touches, and they were, they were corralling him in the backfield. So I know it's going to be a tough test, but I believe that, the last couple of times we played against Derrick Henry, we've controlled him. Yeah, and I think that they're going to put pressure on Tannehill. Uh, decimated receiving core as well. Uh, Humphreys is still on the reserve COVID list. I believe Brown is still on the reserve COVID list. So, I mean, they're not really going to have every offensive weapon that they're used to. Not saying that these guys aren't going to be able to step up for Tennessee, Tannehill is mobile, but that's not something that Buffalo's uh, not used to seeing practicing with Josh Allen. Of course, I think Allen's a better athlete, but I actually had this score going at 35 to 20 in Buffalo's favor. I just think that they're going to go in there. They're pissed off because they had to wait to play. Everybody in the NFL, I think, could agree that they're pissed off at the Titans. I think the Bills are going to go in there and take it 35 to 20. What do you got, Keanu? Very close. I got 33 to 17. I think the Bills are going to go out and cook this week. Obviously, with the Titans, all, the, all their concerns, all their players, which is not going to make the game. I mean, you talked about it right there. You got Adam Humphreys gone. You got A.J. Brown gone. I mean, they're going to be relying on Derrick Henry, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, which Corey Davis has had a – Having a solid season so far. John Smith having a solid season so far. But the options are just so limited. I don't see a world where McDermott can't 
formulated defense is going to have, be able to stop these guys. And I think the matchup is perfect for Josh Allen this week. Anybody who has him in fantasy, listen, <laughs> you're going to have a good week, ladies and gentlemen. You are going to have a good week. Start all the Bills players this week. Fred? My, my thing is that uh, I hope it doesn't come down to the kicking game because hmm. uh, Steven Kakowski has uh, been on fire. Uh, the first couple of games, he missed four field goals, and now he was just named special team player of the month. Um, he is hitting on all cylinders. And last year when we were down there, there was a chance that we would have lost that game if it wasn't for their kicker missing those kicks down there. So that was right. a close game again. But I think that this defense is going to be able to limit any, any big plays that Tennessee Titans um, try to do. And I'm hoping that our offense can continue doing what they're doing. I hope that just because they had this little bit of a layover, I hope they're prepared. I know that they were able to get in their, their facility. And I know McDermott's going to have these guys ready for this team. So if I was to guess, I would say it's going to be somewhere between 24 and 17 is what my guess is for this game. Well, I got a little bit closer. Now, I've been hearing conversation over the course of the past two weeks that have been a little bit more serious about Josh Allen being a MVP contender. MVP? What? You said MVP? I will repeat it till I'm blue in the face. Is he a legit MVP contender? I have a little bit I want to touch on on this subject, but Fred, I want to get your take. Well, I think the thing with Josh Allen is you just got to look at is that he's comfortable now in this offense. It's his third year with the same offensive coordinator, and he's comfortable with the players that are around him. Everyone talked about him having a problem, you know, with accuracy. I don't think it was. I thought necessarily that it was his footwork, and I think that once he got that under control and you coached him up, that big arm is going to come into play. And, and we are seeing it right now. I mean, he's got 1,326 yards, 12 touchdowns. I don't even want to count that interception that he got because I don't feel it was – it shouldn't have been – in his stats as an interception, but no. he is comfortable in this offense. He is having fun with it. And again, I keep saying it and it's got a lot to do with his offensive line. I know that they added some weapons, but I feel that this offensive line is really helping Josh Allen become an MVP candidate this year. Keanu. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Fred. Uh, the game is slowing down for him. You can see it. He has so much time to sit in that pocket. The offensive line is just doing him wonders. He's going through his progressions. He's he's you can say he's getting better with the hard counts. The game's just slowing down, and you knew it was a matter of time. Third year in this offense, he's familiar with everything. You add in digs. This this is just wonderful to see. Well deserved. He is firmly in the MVP race. I'm on the Russell Wilson bandwagon, ladies and gentlemen, don't kill me. Uh, I do think Russell Wilson is a clear-cut front runner with Aaron Rodgers there as well, but Josh Allen is firmly in that MVP race. But see, here's where the NFL honors comes into play. If you're going to go to the end of the year, you look at the team that's most valuable with that player you could look at uh, we talked about this before we went live if das dak prescott's numbers before he suffered that gruesome injury if they were three and one instead of one and three dak's right up there with the mvp talk deservedly so because of those numbers if you take russ off the seahawks 
if you take Rodgers off the Packers. I'll go as far as saying taking Carr off the Raiders right now. Those teams are not the same. You take Allen off the Bills. That's how I'm looking. That's how I always looked at the MVP. I, I never looked at it to where the years a, a running back won and not saying that it wasn't deserved. Uh, but you look at the years that Peyton Manning won it. If you took Peyton Manning off the Colts or off the Broncos, or if you took Brady off the Patriots, were those teams going to the playoffs? Hell no. My MVP candidates right now are in this order. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. You look at the overall numbers, Josh has 1,326 yards, a 12 to 0 interception ratio. Mm-hmm. 12 to 1, but you know this is us talking. Uh, and the second best QBR in the entire league right now. Uh, Russ is sitting right there at 1,502 yards. Mind you, he's played one more game. We'll see where these stats stand after after tomorrow's game at Tennessee. Rodgers at 1,214 yards, and Carr is at 1,442. So, I mean, all, all these guys, are they really matching up with what Allen's doing? I think if you look at the Offensive Player of the Year at the end of the year, that goes to Russ. But if you look at Most Valuable Player, was Lamar Jackson the best player in the league last year? No. No, I don't think he was. He was the most explosive offensive player. But you look at Josh Allen to what, what he brings to the table for the Buffalo Bills, he would be a front runner for MVP. On that same note, we talked about how the Bills are undefeated. Titans are undefeated. This There's only going to be two teams left in the AFC that are undefeated after tomorrow. Is it going to be the Bills and the Steelers? Is it going to be the Titans and the Steelers? I'm leaning against the Bills, so are you guys. My question here is how long can the Bills remain unbeaten, Fred? Well, I mean, you got to look at the schedule. They do have some tough teams that are coming up, and the one that stands out to me is the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. I mean, that game right there alone – you know that Patrick Mahomes and them are not happy. And that's the last thing that the Bills wanted to face is a pissed-off Kansas City Chiefs team. And I think that's what we're going to get. The only thing that's going to benefit us is the fact that it's going to be up in Buffalo. So they got to come up to see us. But I, I think you're looking at the Bills' schedule. They do have a chance uh, to go maybe be at least 7-0, and if I, if I had to guess. I mean, we do have some roadblocks. Arizona Cardinals are not going to be an easy task, and neither is the Seattle Seahawks. But then again, the Seattle Seahawks, they have to travel to the East Coast. So that could actually benefit the Buffalo Bills again. So we could actually see this team, and I'd have to look it up. I can't remember the last team that we started off, maybe like a 9-0. and But realistically, the way this team is playing – and the thing is, the Bills now have a little bit of attitude added to this team, and that's uh, Stefan Diggs, Josh Norman, and Mario Addison. You put some attitude on this team that's already slinging the ball and putting up 30 points per game and the defense forcing turnovers, this is a very tall task to beat this team. Any team in the NFL is probably not going to want to face the Bills. But I, I could probably see them maybe going 7 8-0. and oh. But first one is going to have to get by the Tennessee uh, – I'm sorry, Kansas City Chiefs and Tennessee Titans. But Chiefs are the big one that stands in my, in my way right now. Keanu? Yeah, let me um, 
let me just start by saying uh, I know I know we're talking about the Bills schedule right now. We're talking about the record. I am not a Cowboys fan by any means necessary. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and send my condolences off to Dak Prescott. I know we talked about it briefly a, little, a second ago. That was a gruesome injury, and you never want to see that happen. I wish him nothing but the best. Prayers. Uh, hopefully, he can get back out there. We saw Alex Smith do it the other day. That was beautiful to see. And I just want to end, by the way. Yeah. I just want to go ahead and send my condolences out to that. Just put that on record, man. That You never want to see that. You never want to see that. This is just a game. You know, these players still have lives outside of it. You know, hopefully he can get back out there and recover. Well, now, I mean, well, and you, you touched on that. I mean, that, I feel the same way you feel about Dak Prescott. You never want to see a young player have to deal with that. Uh, and it's kind of odd is that the Washington Redskins, Alex Smith, you know, he battled for two years to get back out on the field after his horrific injury as well, and he was able to play through it. So we pray for Dax, and we hope that he heals up, and hopefully he heals up with not any complications like Alex Smith dealt with. Yeah, I mean, Smith went through 18 different surgeries, and I, I don't know if you guys watched the documentary on him, but but the way that he battled uh, to see his family's reaction yesterday when he took the field, it was it was an emotional moment, and it was an emotional moment watching Prescott go down yesterday uh, the way that he did. It was uh, my my gut was in knots. When, when I saw it, and it wasn't necessarily because of the injury. It was because of his future. Uh, Prescott's a hell of a player. He really is. Uh, he, he's a quarterback for the team that most Bills fans despise. But, uh, again, Keanu, uh, per- perfect timing on that. You know, he, he's, he's a, a hell of a ball player, and from what I hear around the league, a hell of a guy. So absolutely, from all of us here at Sideline to Sideline, wishing Dak Prescott a very speedy recovery. Now on to the unbeaten possible streak. Keanu, what, what, what's your touch on that? So, so let's flip the script. Let's go back. Listen, I do see Kansas City as a loss, but if we were to manage to go in and do exactly what the Raiders did, just take them out, look good, everything's rolling, and I can see 8-0 possibly. Fred, I know you said it. I can see. I can see us being beating Arizona. That defense out there looks sketch. They can't stop the run right now. Everybody's running all over them. You got the Jets. <laughs> let's, let's not even talk about the Jets. Let's just uh, – We got the Patriots still, in there as still well. In the still got the Patriots in there too. Who knows what's going to happen with Cam Newton when he comes – back how that's going to shake out with them i can see a path man until we get to the seahawks that seahawks game is going to be tough obviously i'm a huge russell wilson fan but if we can get by kansas city man we have a path to success to start the season it's going to be good to watch i do see the loss coming to kansas city though you know what's funny is the buffalo bills have a chance to take control of the whole afc east yeah. Because of the undefeated teams that are in the AFC East, they're the only ones right now that could go to 5-0 in the right. next seven days. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact, uh, tidbit, for, the, for those of you who haven't seen the full slate of the schedules, uh, the Bills actually play 
the Steelers, I want to say it's December 13th. It's a Sunday night primetime game. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that the Bills are going to be undefeated going all the way there and Steelers are going to be undefeated going all the way. That, that, that'd be awesome. Unlikely. But just a potential matchup for a for seating positioning, especially if the Bills go on and beat Tennessee this week and they go on to beat the Chiefs next Monday. Again, they they're at the they're at the Jets. Not really too concerned with that game, but it could be a trap game. Uh at home against the Patriots, and then we are at home against the Seahawks. That game, from what I was informed of about two hours ago, could potentially be a flex game to a Sunday night game. So as it should be, I mean, you've got you've got the Bills who could potentially be eight and at home against the Seahawks, who could potentially be eight and You have the makings of one hell of a ball game. And then you got, like, like you said, Fred, uh, got the Cardinals after that. I mean, but, you know, there's a tough slate of games. Play the Chargers, play the Steelers. I'm more, I'm more inept to believe that we will actually win the Kansas City game. Keanu, Kafka. Uh, I, okay. I think that hey. if uh, I think Go on with your bad self, man. Don't let me stop you, brother. <laughs> I think that the first loss, truthfully, will be at home against Seattle. And I don't think that it's anything the Bills are going to do badly or the Seahawks are going to do greatly. I just think it's going to be one of those games grinding all the way to the end. It's just going to be a battle. But, you know, there are so many different scenarios on how this could go. We don't know how COVID's going to affect the next few weeks of the season. We had already seen the movement of games. Uh, of course, the Bills moved twice. And I want to say, what was it? What was it, Fred? Denver and New England was yeah. moved to next week, right? Yep. They, they actually lost their bye week as well. They had and a bye week on week five, and then he changed in week six, rather. So and do do either one of you guys have the notes on the game, the other games that were moved? Because I, I actually don't have them in front of me. No, I don't. I don't, but um, I, I know there was a several games that were moved just before, just because of that. And like I, I had said before, and, and I think it, it, I think the NFL should have canceled all Thursday night football games, not even had them as a schedule, and maybe used these COVID because they knew that the MLB ran into some issues beginning of their season, and um, they had to reschedule, then they canceled and scheduled and scheduled. So they, they fought the same thing. Maybe they, they should have canceled that Thursday night schedule altogether and, and kind of used these filler games that they had to move for that. I, I think you wouldn't have had so many issues. Now you got – Tuesday night football, and we had just seen something that there's only been three um, Tuesday night football games ever played, and the most recent was 2010 uh, with the Eagles. There was a snowstorm, uh, but this is the first time that they, you know, in a long time since you know 10 years since they had a Tuesday night football game. But I, I think the NFL they're they're trying hardest to get this season in. They want to get this season in, and this has just been a couple teams, and the same thing. The MLB went through it. They were able to uh, get their season. They're in the playoffs right now. So hats off to MLB. And I think the NFL 
is doing the same thing. They're, they're uh, uh, fighting this thing. They, they got all these rules set in place. They have a bunch of security in place right now for all facilities. So I see that moving forward, maybe this was just a, a hiccup, but I think that we're going to end up getting through this. The schedule will end up playing itself out eventually. Yeah, no hats off to the Yankees, though. Oh, no hats me. off to the Yankees, though. He's killing me. <laughs> we're, hey, all three of us here are Yankee fans, so um, we all – share that that mutual pain that was a rough <laughs> but on, on that same note you know I, i've heard so many different fans on different pages and they're going on instagram and going on facebook live and man the nfl should be shut down for two weeks and everybody just needs to go home take a break in the middle of the season cancel the season just can blah 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 it, it, it's ridiculous to me it's ridiculous if there's any league that maintains their composure throughout all of this and has done it well, it's the NFL. You're moving around games. So what? You're moving around games for players' safety, coaches' safety, family safety. It's what they do. They do it on the fly, and they do it well. Us fans still want to see football. Do we want to see it with the possible expense of a player getting – COVID? No. And neither but, does the NFL. The NFL right now is talking about having a week 18. Right. Just to make sure that all these games are in place. Right. So they're they're doing as much as they can. Right now they've they've moved at least eight games. Uh they're using bye weeks. So I mean, we don't want to see anybody's life jeopardized to watch football. It's just a game. Um, but at the same time. The NFL is doing everything possible that they can to ensure safety amongst all the players and all the people that are part of the facilities and organizations that no one is getting hurt or dealing with, you know, COVID. Uh, but like you say, it, it's a game and, and everybody wants to see the NFL. They, they, everybody, this is what everybody needed. Just because this COVID thing has taken over and consumed so many people's lives and people have lost people. Uh, family members and whatnot with this COVID, but the NFL is what people look forward to. They want to see the NFL. They they actually need something positive in their life, and the NFL is for me is what what I look forward to every Sunday. So I mean, if they got to move a couple games and we lose a bye week or maybe give you an extended season week eighteen, I'm all for that. Right, yeah. I, I, and I, I wanted to kind of touch on it briefly here. Uh, I wanted to give credit where credit was due. I want to say it was the Washington Post that had come up with with the uh, with the article or the column uh, talking about the amount of players. And it, was, it didn't give the exact amount that tested positive, but it gave a rough percentage. I want to say that it had it as a 94% rate of asymptomatic cases, which those of you don't, that, that don't know, uh, asymptomatic means that they're not showing any signs of, of being sick. They just so happen to have the virus. So it, it's being combated in the proper way. The NFL is doing the right thing here. Uh, on that same note, I did want to discuss, Keanu, you had, you had brought it up earlier. I thought it was a good topic uh, to discuss possible COVID scenarios for the Bills, uh, what that could potentially do to the roster, uh, Fred, you are the closest to that situation when it comes to the roster. So we'll go to you first. I mean, if 
one of our players was to get COVID, they would be put on the IR. And then we're able to use our practice squad players to try to fill that. Uh, right now, we only have two people that opted out right now on the Bills, and it was Gaines and it was Starla Tooley. So the Bills are doing the right things right now in their facility, they're in, in the players themselves. It's not just a coming to work. It's actually protecting yourself and your family on the outside as well. So if the Bills were to run into that, they would be able to use their practice players. And I hope we don't have to. Keanu? Yeah, this, this is a situation that the world has really never had much experience and we don't really know too much about how to handle any of this. So obviously we're looking at a smaller scope. We're looking at it in terms of football. I just, I look at this team and I think what position group can we absolutely not afford to have a starter go out? And I look at that. I mean, obviously Josh Allen is one. We can't have Josh Allen go out, but like, that's a given though. I feel like if Tremaine Edmonds was to go out with COVID and we had to send him to the IR and go with our practice squad guys and our, our backups, I just feel like that would hurt this team to the likes where anybody gets to the second level, they're gone. I just I just don't see a way where we can replace a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, especially with Milano in and out of the lineup with his injuries. I just don't think we could take a hit that position. I'm very interested to hear where you guys see a whole lot. Yeah, and and I'll briefly cover uh, another another deal. And I've also seen how everyone is complaining about Matt Milano's injury. Uh, first off, let me say from my point of view, you can clearly tell when Matt Milano is or is not on the field. Oh yeah, clearly. You you want to make sure that he's healthy? Absolutely. You're taking those precautions. I'd rather him be healthy on the back half, the back stretch of a postseason run than right now. Yes, these games are meaningful, but they are more meaningful in the later months of the season. So I want to squash that crap, which is exactly what it is. Dodson's a good player. I think Dodson's a good player. I don't think that he can replace Matt Milano, so I will nip that right in the bud immediately. Uh, I'm, that talk irritates the hell out of me. Anyway, yeah, anybody who thinks that, come on this podcast and talk with us, please. Yeah, it, it, anybody who thinks that, we would love to have a word with you guys. I want, I want to back on your thoughts. It, it, it's ridiculous. Of course, all of this is speculatory. Uh, I want to make that very, very clear. Uh, as far as I know, any player that was put on the reserve COVID list for the Bills has already been removed from it. Uh, that, and that was at the very beginning of the season. Again, like I said, it's all speculatory. I, I wanted to touch on it. I would agree with you on that, Keanu, that it would be the linebacking core that would suffer. Um, I would also say it could be the secondary that would that would suffer. Uh, you look at Trey, who didn't practice all week. If a guy like him, we already put Levi Wallace on IR. Uh -huh. Norman played really, really well. Is he going to continue that play? If a guy like him goes down, then – where where does that leave us, Fred, in, in the secondary if those guys go down? I mean, next man up, obviously. I mean, we got Saran Neal back there. I mean, you still got uh, um, 
Cam, we still got him on the roster. So, I mean, you got players. We have depth. That's one thing that about this team that is that we had a lot of depth this year. I mean, we had so much depth that we were able to get rid of players who are now making plays for other teams. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod is one name. Wyatt Ray Teller. Ray McLeod, you know, absolutely. And these are players that did not make the cut because we have so much depth. So I think the Bills are all right, but I do think the linebacker position is one that could get exploited. And the reason why I say that is because Miami exploited us with their tight ends. So if we coming up, we're playing teams that have uh, tight ends or pass catching tight ends. We could struggle a little bit in our as, as with our linebacker depth. But this team is, has a lot of depth, and I think that McDermott will adjust to anything that's thrown at him. And he's, he's already told his team since day one, and he keeps instilling it into them, is, you know, expect the unexpected. This is not a regular NFL season. This is the 2020 NFL season, so expect the unexpected. And that's what his mantra has been going through all the different changes, all the schedule changes. You know, you're playing this team, you're playing that team. They're preparing for the Titans. Then they were preparing for the Chiefs. Then they went back to the Titans. So it's the mantra. It's Sean McDermott. He's got this team focused, and I, I, I think we have enough depth on this team that we'll be able to be all right and we'll compete in these games. Yeah, is there anything else you want to touch on? I know I kind of rambled on for a minute, but I, I, I got a little hot. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add to that, Keanu? No, I mean, this is, this is like you said, it's just a season where it's not normal. Expect the unexpected. If we, if we have to go about these situations where players have to go out on IR, guys just, just know that McDermott's tried his best to build this team up with the depth that was possible. Every team's experiencing this. It's not just, you know, one team. I know everybody's mad at Titans right now. There was one team was going to start this. They were going to be the first team. Everybody's mad at Titans. Next week, it could be the Jets. Next week, it could be, you know, Green Bay. Who knows? But this is just a situation where everybody's trying their hardest. I know we want to see football, but you know, it is just a game. Relax. Everybody's trying their best right now. That's all it is, man. Yeah, I mean uh... – uh, again, McDermott and Bean, they have all these measures in place. Uh, the league has done, I don't care what anybody says, the league has done a great job mm-hmm. in combating this thing and making sure that everyone remains safe and, and moving the schedule around and doing doing whatever they have to do. It's not just for the sake of playing football. Yeah, the players want to play and the fans want to see it, but it's, it's maintaining the player and family safety as well. Uh one one thing I did want to touch on, Keanu, you and I were messaging back and forth for a good hour last night, talking about Russ, talking about the Hawks, uh, ju- just that that game in general. I am very curious to see what you guys think. Who's the most impressive teams? You can name more than one here. We got a couple minutes. Uh, name more than one team that you're really impressed with. Not just and we were talking about just in the AFC, but I'm curious in the entire NFL. Who are the teams other than the Bills that you're most impressed with right now, Fred? Well, I mean, <laughs> um, I'm a huge Bills fan, and I really don't like any of the other teams. But uh, <laughs> if I had to guess, I, I would really say the Seattle Seahawks. I, I think they fought through some adversity the other night against the Minnesota Vikings. And at, at the end of the day, they kept their composure. They, they stuck to their game plan, and they ended up pulling that game out. And you you kind of watch, watch that game. 
And you saw that, you know, this is in the makings of another come from behind win for Russell Wilson. And, and sure enough, the Minnesota Vikings threw everything they could at him and they left the door open and Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, they ended up pulling off the wind. And you really got to see the way that they're winning games, <laughs> any way they can win the game, whether it's running, passing, the defense, they're finding ways to win. And that's why they're they're undefeated right now. Keanu. Let Russ cook. This man is the MVP. He listen, if y'all don't know, I am all Russell Wilson. That's my boy. I'm a Bills fan, but Russell Wilson is the man. Let that man cook. That offense has been so run heavy for so many years. Pete Carroll, what are you doing? Let this man work. He is a stud. He, he's uh, he's awesome. He's awesome. That's it. He's awesome. Um, but the Seattle Seahawks are not going to be my answer. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be my answer. When we all heard Ben was coming back, we all have the same speculations. We all have the same worries. Is he going to stay healthy? We knew their defense is legitimate. I think that's the best defense in the league. I love the Bills defense. I think the Pittsburgh's defense, when they're all healthy, when they're all moving, that's the best defense in the league. TJ Watt is a monster. Oh, oh man. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I don't know what they was feeding that boy. But look, the questions were around the offense. Ben is looking like a stud. He's looking like old school Ben. And they have so many weapons on offense. I mean, we just saw Chase Claypool go off for four touchdowns. I know plenty of Bills fans who wanted him in the draft. The kid is a beast. He's a ball. He's a freak of nature. DK Metcavish. I see you, Brandon. I see you, Brandon. Listen, you got Deontay Johnson. You got Ray Ray McLeod, who had a hell of a game for them, too. Had a hell of a season like we were just talking about. Uh, Juju Smith. They got Eric Ebron. He's contributing in all, in all kinds of ways. You got, yeah. you, got, uh, <laughs> you got James Conner. You got Benny Snell. Uh, they drafted a rookie running back. I can't remember his name. He, he's a stud, too. They just have everything in place to make the argument that a, the Steelers are a Super Bowl contender, man. I, I have to admit it. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was a team I'm worried about in the AFC, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They look legitimate on all facets of, uh, of the game. It's just working for them. I'm happy to see Big Ben back. We know Alex Smith's comeback was great, and it was a wonderful thing to watch. Uh, but Ben, to me, is the comeback player of the year. If he can keep this pace up, they're all they're all playing great. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. I think we're going to have problems with them later on in the season. This ain't Duck Hodges, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is yeah. real now. December 13th, December 13th is going to be the real deal. Uh, my, oh, my neighbors are very much Steelers fans. And I uh, I told them, I said, hey, look, come on over, watch the game. Um, don't cry at huh. the end of it. But, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good game. Um, before yesterday's game, uh, an interesting little tidbit. Again, I'm a stat guy. You guys know this. It's stupid. I have a lot of useless information. But before yesterday's game, Ben Roethlisberger only threw the ball 10, ten yards or more down the field five times. <laughs> five times before yesterday. He's and he, he surpassed that 
pretty pretty easily yesterday. I think I think his elbow. I think everything's feeling fine with Big Ben. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You got to look at the NFL. It's not just Big Ben that's throwing bombs. I mean, look what Derek Carr did. Yeah, you know, like Derek Carr's throwing bombs. Look at the bombs that Josh Allen's yes. throwing. Look at what uh, Aaron. Um, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers is doing. I mean, these guys. It's the way the NFL right now. That's why everyone's getting away from the running game. It's it's all a passing league right now. It's almost yeah. to me starting to look a lot like college. Yeah, a lot of big plays all over the field. I mean, the the officials are letting a lot of a lot of contact go on and not calling too much. And then this calling interceptions that aren't interceptions, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. They're, letting, they're letting a lot play on there. You know, it's it's a weird year defensively. It's not just the Bills who are struggling a little bit defensively. It's it's around the league, which for me, it just – you look at Pittsburgh and their defense is still playing pretty well, man. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I like I like both your guys' teams. Um, I guess that I'm going to have to dig through my closet, Keanu, and send you my Russ Wilson jersey. Um, so, that is, you own one? <laughs> oh, I do. I do. There, I, I have been a Russ guy since Wisconsin. Uh, that is who the I wanted the Bills to draft years ago. It didn't happen. Um, uh, that is the only non-Bills football jersey that I have hanging in my closet. I have others, but they're not in the closet. Um, my my team might surprise you. I'm going to stick in the AFC North. I, I actually have two on my paper, but I'll talk about these guys first. Uh, and it is not the Baltimore Ravens. I am very impressed with what the Cleveland Browns have been doing lately. Ooh. And that run game with Chubb, the run game with Odell, how they're using him. And I was a very much believer that Odell Beckham Jr. was one of the most overrated players in recent memory. I I just, I thought that he was good. I didn't think that he was great. He made great plays, but he wasn't great. I am on that cusp of thinking that he is. He is as good as he was advertised a few years ago. The plays that he's making for this team, uh, Baker Mayfield has impressed the hell out of me. And as far as efficiency, he's not having to do too much. He's looking hes looking like that number one pick, but he's looking like that number one pick in that offense to where it's not laying everything on him. When he had to make a play yesterday, uh, it wasn't all to Odell. Jarvis Landry, who we all know is a hell of a receiver, uh, was making plays for him. Uh, Hooper was making plays and Joku. I mean, it, it's just the, this team to me, as they were supposedly a Super Bowl contender last year, looks like they can be a legit contender this year. Uh, we have the extra playoff team that's going to be in each in each league. Cleveland could be there or Baltimore, depending on how that division falls. I don't think that the East has to worry about too many playoff teams coming out of there. Uh, the Jets and the Dolphins don't don't really seem to be going anywhere, although I do continue to be impressed with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, the other team that I am very impressed with, and it wasn't just because of the beating of the Kansas City Chiefs, is the Oakland, L.A., Las Vegas, whichever city on the West Coast – 
you want to you want to put him in the Raiders. The Raiders impressed me with what they did against the Bills with who they were missing and for them to come out and offensively dismantle the Chiefs how they did. I uh, I told you guys at the very beginning of the show that Derek Carr was in my MVP race, and I, I will stick to that. I think that Derek Carr is a very underrated quarterback. I like their I like their team as a whole. Um, they could battle for that that spot in the in the wild card as long as they keep up that pace offensively. They're pretty damn exciting. Oh yeah, that's that's my team. And, and I don't know if you guys saw Henry Ruggs catches yesterday. But they were ridiculous. I, I want to say he had two grabs for 118 yards. And, and again, we are, we are a Bills podcast, but we're talking about teams that we are impressed with, potential teams that we could see in the postseason or potentially Super Bowl. You know, let's cross our fingers on that one. Knock on wood, we don't want to jinx nothing. Hmm. Uh, but it, it, it's impressive to see what these clubs – that really aren't supposed to be where they are. Uh, I think we could really say that with all the teams that, that we've discussed, discussed today, including the Bills. I mean, with the Steelers, you didn't know what, what was Ben going to do. With Seattle, were they going to be able to make up for what they lack defensively? With Cleveland... Can they live up to what they have? With the Raiders, can you beat the Chiefs? They did. So it, it really comes down to what the Bills, what the Bills can do in the in the next few weeks. I am very excited. I was amped to get on here. Keanu, it was so damn good to have you on the show, man. <laughs> He's back. Welcome. Hey, listen, man. Roll out the red carpet, baby. I'm here. I'm here. I miss you fellas, man. I definitely did. I miss talking to you guys, man. We, you know, we, we got to do this more often. We're getting the ball rolling on this thing. Uh, Fred, is there anything you wanted to touch on at all? Cover any base first, second, third, uh, however you want to do it, man. Well, the only thing I would like to say is that uh, I hope that the uh, NFL continues doing all the hard work they're doing to keep this season going uh, I want to see the Buffalo Bills succeed. I mean, it's great to see. You guys don't understand when I was uh, growing up in the 85, 90s, I, I, didn't no, I, I didn't have no problem with any team that the Bills faced because I knew the Bills were going to win. And it's, you know, it's starting to be similar to that type of team again. And as being a Bills fan, as long as I have, I'm still optimistic. So I, I'm praying that the wheels don't fall off this wagon and we just keep riding this thing out. Keanu? Yeah, man, it's uh, I'm ready for Bills football, man. It was a weird Sunday. I have Sundays off, and I was sitting at the house just watching the TV, just seeing him missing these guys, man. Missing watching Josh Allen play, missing watching Diggs play. It'd be interesting to watch on Tuesday. I work all night, thanks NFL, but now nah, they're doing a great job. This this is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work, we'll adjust. It's really about it, man. Keanu, I will send you the link to be able to watch watch the Bills game while you're at work or at least listen to it. Yeah, I'm after sneaking the break room a little, you know, a little we, uh, we will work this out. Documented <laughs> breaks, you know. 
But, guys, it was awesome to get all three of us back here on the same page again. Uh, I want to continue to do this. I want to express my gratitude for Cold Front and for Fred in general for getting me started with this whole thing uh, and Keanu for joining up with us. Guys, you know, we're, we're killing it. Let's keep this thing going.